What's going on, everyone? I'm Dr. Cameron Daniels. Welcome back to the Happier, Healthier Arkansas podcast. Today, I have the privilege of interviewing Lauren Robertson. Uh, she is absolutely incredible with what she does. And so this entire podcast, what we're going to go ahead and dive into is a lot of different things. Biggest one is diet culture and how this could be impacting you and impacting the ones that you love. Um, she's a healthy lifestyle coach and is doing wonderful, wonderful things here in the state of Arkansas to make it happier and healthier. So, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. Thank you for um, having me. Yeah, I'm very excited to dive into this. You know, uh, we've known each other for, I think, about a year now. Um, and isn't it crazy how fast I've I know. And how wild. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's a really glad to have you on. Um, the first question I always ask every single guest that comes on the show is, how do you make Arkansas happier and healthier? Well, like you said, I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, and people are like, well, what does that even mean? Well, I like to say it's like a health coach or a life coach that helps you get healthy. And so really kind of focusing on taking care of our bodies the way that they were designed with balanced nutrition and functional fitness and changing our mindset, um, breaking free from diet culture and, and really getting into how is our body designed to be taken care of and not just do something to make it look a certain way but but really change our health yeah um and so that's what i do kind of in a nutshell is just teach and encourage and empower women to take care of themselves um, and prioritize themselves even setting boundaries and and changing things um so mental health physical health and spiritual health kind of all pulled together and all put together mm -hmm. with you you know what's extremely interesting is your your big focus is not just you know, being a health coach is not just being a life coach. It's literally combining it because we understand that, you know, it's just like being happier and healthier, right? Mm -hmm. Like happiness is part of it and health is part of it. And all these things are what help us navigate through life. Absolutely. So your big, your big focus is, you know, helping women break free of diet culture, number one. We're going to dive into that in a second. Yeah. Um, we always have great conversations about that. Uh, but breaking free of diet culture, um, but you're also encouraging women to live the lives you know, beyond the expectations that they may be perceived for themselves. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so the world is just inundating us with these expectations, like yep. you were saying, and, and we're supposed, we think we have to be doing all of these things. We have to be super mom and super woman, and we have to have a career and take care of our families and take care of our bodies. And we have to let our kids do 50 million things and make sure that we're home to cook. And, you know, all of these expectations that we can never just be still and rest and um, really focusing yeah. on simplifying our lives and saying no to things and, and really prioritizing our, ourselves first, almost like tithing, right? Like yeah. we give the first part to ourselves yeah. and then we'll be better and we'll have enough for everyone else. And, and key word that you said is balance. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I've actually had to learn within myself is you know, balance, but not only balance and boundaries. And so you also help women you know, as you're coaching them and stuff like that, you're coaching them through the ability to set boundaries for themselves as well, is that correct? Absolutely, yeah, w within the workplace or with their families or you know, just creating expectations and saying what we need out loud. Mm -hmm. Because so often we feel like we can't do something or somebody else thinks that we're supposed to do blah, 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 whatever it is. Yeah. And so we live up to this expectation that we've set in our own head when if we were just to say out loud what we need or what we are, what we're wondering or, you know, what expectations we need to set for the people around us, then they would be like, oh, okay, 
I didn't know that you needed that. Yeah. <laughs> and now I know, up. right. <laughs> yep. And so just kind of like give, helping them have that voice and, and create that environment. And what, create, you know, what creates that passion for you to do this? Because there's one thing I know about you and within this realm is you're extremely passionate about it. Absolutely. I, well, I think because I was not always happy and healthy. I was mm. all, like, I come out of a history of chronic pain and um, really not dealing with my stress well. I used to work in the corporate world. And so I had an extremely high stress job. I wasn't managing my stress while I was mm -hmm. eating my feelings and drinking a lot to numb that. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't living a full life. I was I was just constantly on the hamster wheel and and just striving and striving and killing myself for everyone around me, my family and my work and well, really my work most. Right. That was you know at the top, and then like my family got what was left over, and then there was nothing left for me, and so I just kept you know, burning myself to the ground. Yeah. And so I come from a history of that, so I understand it. And when I was able to get healthy and it it started in diet culture mm -hmm. and then I was led out of that by a coach and then I brought God into it when mm -hmm. I realized I cannot do this in my own strength. Right. I can't keep doing it in my own strength. And I have to change my mindset and address things that I've struggled with for years and undo all of that brainwashing that I had received from the world around me. Um, and so now I, I had such a huge passion for mm. giving other women that freedom that I experienced and helping them do it more efficiently than I did because it took me several years. And so now I kind of break it down into the habits that I learned and changed and then bring God and mindset into it right out of the gate. Right. And then help them kind of get to a point where they can do it on their own forever without me. Like, I don't want to coach people forever. Yeah. I tell them that all the time. Like, yep. I want you to be so empowered and like confident in your habits and your new routine that you can do this forever without me and never have to fall for another diet thing again. And it's, you know, with that part right there, people, do people need you the rest of your the rest of their life? Yeah, that answer is no, right? No. They, they, you help get them to a point for sustainable transformations of them to be able to live a happier, healthier life for the rest of their lives right. within the specific program that you have for them. Absolutely, um, it's very similar. Where people are like, you know, do I have to go to a chiropractor the rest of your life? And I was like, if I were going to a chiropractor three times a week the rest of my life, um, they're not doing their job. Yeah, yeah, we're not, yeah, they're not <laughs> yeah. doing their job, right? They'd be like me going to the dentist every, you know, three to six months and having the same exact cavity every single time in the same exact place. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my goal is to be able to restore the nervous system, get it functioning to a point where people are able to experience their life beyond the expectations that they also set for themselves as it relates to their chronic health conditions. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to something. I'm obviously I love it. You bring God into the mix, mm. right? And that is a, that's a critical piece because because when we try to do it by ourselves, it's it's extremely it's extremely difficult. It is. And what's interesting is the same freedom that we find in God, the same freedom that we find in Christ, is the same exact freedom that you're helping women be able to experience and break free of their of the culture around us that is trying to tell us that we need to do certain diets, that is trying to tell us that we need to do this or that we need to do that, when the reality is what we need to do is we need to learn more of our bodies mm -hmm. and learn more about what it is that makes us happier and healthier. Obviously, there's certain foods that do that too, but mm -hmm. um, you're identifying the habits in people. Mm -hmm. uh, so what, what makes you want to incorporate that piece so heavily into 
into your practice with your clients? That's a great question. So, uh, well, like I said, I, I kind of got started on my own and I was trying to do everything like in my own strength because yeah. everybody, you know, you're, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And, and at some point you're gonna, like you won't be motivated anymore and it will feel too hard and you feel like I can't do it anymore. I can't do this on my own. And we, it's almost like we don't wanna bother God right. with this little thing, you know, like it's, it, this is my journey and it's my responsibility to take care of this and God's got bigger things to worry about than, than this little health journey. Right, yeah. and yeah. so, but he calls us to take care of our bodies and like, he wants us to be healthy and our bodies were created to heal. Mm -hmm. And so we can tap into that. And like, we of course need to bring him in on that journey because we cannot, this is a hard thing to do. Yeah. I mean, the habits that I teach people are very simple, but they're not easy. Right. And especially when you're constantly, I mean, you see Sally down the street and she's doing some new, you know, diet diet fat or taking some pill or drinking some supplement and she looks great and you want to do what she's doing but then like you don't know how she feels you don't know how she's taking care of herself you don't you don't see all of the the mindset of she's still down on herself because she's not addressing the root cause of all the things that led her to where she was in the first place and so this is a hard, heavy, I mean, you're dredging up things that you've been struggling with your whole life and trying to undo that. And, and God needs to be your strength in that because you can't like you will reach a point where you don't feel strong enough to do it on your own. And this is a whole like healthy lifestyle that you're changing your lifestyle. Yeah. You're not going to go like there's no means to an end. You're not going to reach a point where you're like, I'm done now. Now I can go back to uh -huh. eating all the junk again. You yeah. know, no, like we want to create a whole new lifestyle that you can continue and be sustain forever. But it is, it's very hard to when you're in the middle of the world and trying to undo all those things in yourself, but you see other people having like the outside results yeah. that you want to see, you know, it's hard to overcome that desire, that worldly desire. And I'm really excited to dive into this, this part because we talked about the culture around us. Mm -hmm. Your social media is very bold in addressing this term diet culture. Thank I you. mean, your, your social media is bold and I personally love it because I stand in back behind it. But let's talk about diet culture because okay. we, we, I understand that it's probably impacting a lot of different people. There's keto, there's paleo, right? There's um, all these different types of diets that are out there that people can easily fall victim and fall, fall trap into. Not, that, not to say that the diets don't work, but mm -hmm. it's to say that, you know, how are they sustainable? How are we sustaining our bodies? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about diet culture. What is it about diet culture that just grinds your gears? Oh man, this could be <laughs> a 50 podcasts. <laughs> yep. So I think the biggest thing for me is that it's completely focused on an outward result of something, not actually addressing the human as a whole. It's not, it's not talking about what we need. It's not talking about your biofeedback. It's not talking mm -hmm. about your pain. It's not talking about your, your mental health. It's not talking about can you do this forever? It's not talking about how to teach our families and lead our families into balanced, healthy habits. It's, it's doing a thing to gain an end result that never sticks 
So you're constantly coming back to the thing or trying another thing. And it's all about money. It's all about mm -hmm. bringing people back in to make more and more money. Now, of course, I make money doing what right. I do, but I, I want to teach and lead out of that. I don't want them to come constantly come back, come yeah. back, come back. Um, and so that, I think, is the thing that Grindsmakers the most, is that they're creating a culture that's designed to constantly come back to yo-yo diet back and forth and believe that it's their fault that they can't stick with it not that it's the diet that's doing it to them mm -hmm. and i saw this really uh interesting little video clip that somebody sent me uh yesterday that was talking about well you know you see people that are doing keto and they're you know getting healthier and, and they do feel amazing and then the, you see people that are getting being vegan and they're getting healthier and they're feel amazing like what's the deal yeah. like if all these different things like quote unquote work yep. and he was like it's because each of those things is cutting out the crap like you, if you only eat meat you're not eating processed carb mm -hmm. junk anymore if you're only eating fruits and vegetables you're not eating processed crab junk anymore and so it's not necessarily the the diet, it's the like getting a rid of all the junk, all the extra sugar, all the, you know, and I'm not demonizing sugar and it's fun to have right. junk sometimes. Like right. you can have that. And that's something I teach my people, but like giving ourselves more quality food, the foods that God put on this earth for us to eat, yeah. whether you're eating all fruits and vegetables or proteins or all, you know, whatever it is, but that is the difference. It's not necessarily the diet. You're just getting rid of more of the junk. And that's where a lot of diets will work mm -hmm. because when you look at it, it's pure essence, mm -hmm. vegan or even vegetarian or keto or paleo or Whole30 or um, doesn't matter what it is. When you look at the diet and when you commit to the diet, we see good results with the diet because you're cutting out the processed things. Right. All the stuff that's causing our body to be inflamed. Mm -hmm. All the stuff that's causing our body to you know, go into sickness and, and create sickness patterns within our DNA that mm -hmm. then express itself in a physiological consequence. Right. right? Um, but, but yeah, the, all those diets that are so restrictive in that way, if you cannot do it, like this is so, so important, if you can't do it forever, if you cannot, if you can't do that diet forever, it's not going to work for you long term. You will eventually gain the weight back because that's the the healthy lifestyle change like that's why keto like it's so stressful for your body to be on keto and so yes you will have weight loss results ultimately like initially and so people are like well it worked but if it if you can't do it forever and you can't sustain it and maintain it it didn't work yep and so that that's kind of trying to help people break free from the means to an end this is just a means to an end yeah to actually like what does my body need and how do i give it what it needs and how do i start to understand using and i i use biofeedback trackers with my clients so that oh, they wow. can s start to feel and understand what their body needs and what it's trying to tell them so they can learn that language again and then they can be more intuitive in the future like oh i actually need to eat a meal i'm having a sugar craving i don't need to reach for that cupcake i need to eat a meal and so just little things like that, like start to learn what we really need. Yeah. I, I, I love it. You, 
you know, your focus on the biofeedback and listening to the, you know, listening to the body, what are some ways, like, so for example, that the people that are listening, what mm -hmm. are some ways that people can kind of evaluate themselves on what foods they should or should not be eating based on the physiological experience that they're experiencing? That's a good question. I keep saying, that's a good question. <laughs> um, so I, I always have them try, first of all, start with the healthy habits. Like you're starting with, okay, almost doing a factory reset of your body. You cannot jump into intuitive eating because you don't know what your body actually needs when it's super cluttered with just mm. stuff. And so the, the starting from the habits, which I'll tell you right now, are avoiding processed foods, mm -hmm. avoiding, and that includes sugar and yep. fake sugars, yep. um, avoiding fast food, drinking enough water, which would be at least half your body weight in water, mm -hmm. um, moving your body daily, not as, again, a means to an end, but because our bodies were designed to move. So imagine you're the tin man yeah. and you need the, that's the oil the can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you've got to move and move, like, even if you just take a walk. Um, and then I, always, I also incorporate quiet time because I think we need stillness whether that quiet time is just sitting and breathing for five minutes or it's prayer or meditation or grounding outside, quiet time in our day is so important and so many people struggle just to sit still for five minutes yeah. and be quiet. And so those five things are what the things that I teach my people. Um, so once you're doing that consistently, um, or, and you don't even have to do that consistently, but do it along with the biofeedback mm -hmm. so that you can start, okay, did I do those five things? And then I also track my sleep. Yep. I track my mood. And I, one of the biggest things that I think we can learn from is our poop. Yeah. Track your poop. Are you pooping every day? Are you like, what's the consistency? Is it changing? Mm -hmm. Are you uncomfortable? You know, and really pay attention to how it changes as we get healthier. Because so many people are like, I don't poop all the time. And my doctor said, that that's fine. Well, it's really not though. Like right. you need to, you need to be going to the bathroom. And so um, those different things and take notes about anything that you notice. Do you have pain? If, if you do have chronic pain, maybe you track that on a scale from one to 10, how's my pain today? And then start to track your pain and then you can notice patterns over time. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned a lot about my menstrual cycle, yeah. tracking my biofeedback, cause I would be like, oh, like the week before, I'm a raging bitch, you know, <laughs> like I, or like I have a day where I am completely unsatisfied. I could eat all day long and never feel full. Mm. And, and that I know like means that my period's coming up or, you know, whatever that thing is, you'll start to notice patterns in your life that you can then learn from and be intuitive of and, and be like, oh, well that day I was really hungry, but I only ate one balanced meal. Or that day I was oh. in a, that day I was in a terrible mood. Well, the day before I ate a bunch of fast food and had sugar. Now, what, what's and your take so, on journaling? Jur I love journaling. Yeah, yeah. In fact, um, that's something I really encourage my clients to do because yeah. there's so much change that happens with us mentally, and if we are not paying attention to the change, it's very subtle over time, and so you might not realize how far you've come. And if, if you aren't journaling and taking that mm. into account, because it's not visible. Like we can see this number on the scale, we can see the inches go, we can see yeah. pictures of ourselves, but we can't see the changes that are happening inside. Yeah. yeah, and so I wish, and I, I've told several people this, that I did not start journaling the beginning of my journey because 
I genuinely did not believe that I would be successful. Ooh. When I started, I thought this is just going to be another record of my failure. And so I'm not going to journal. And then I just did my thing and whatever. And then a year later, when I was still going, I was like, oh, man, I wish I had been writing down. Because I knew I had changed so much. Yeah. But I, I, didn't, I didn't have a record of it. I didn't have that as an encouragement to me to keep going because you've come so far. Like mentally stressed, you know, I've, I've been dealing with my stress so much better. Yeah. I have been taking care of myself. I'm, I'm happier with my spouse. I'm, I have sex drive again, which had right. gone out the window. Right. Um, I, I was taking care of my kid and able to get on the floor and play with him when I couldn't when I started. And... Um, I mean, just little things that I, I'd forgotten. I used to cry at the end of my workouts because it was almost like my body had so much pent up stress that it didn't have anywhere to go and it would just burst out, yeah. you know? And I couldn't do push ups. I couldn't do, you know, there were so many things I couldn't do that I wish I could look back and be like, oh, I, c I can do that now. Or yeah. I, I look at how, where I was mentally then and where I am now. And it's such a huge leap forward. It's a journaling, definitely. What's What's been that mindset shift? Because there are women that are listening to this podcast right now. There are women that are listening, and even men that are listening, and they're like, I don't want to get started. And I personally know people like this, mm -hmm. where they're like, I don't want to get started on a weight loss or health journey because I'm, af I'm afraid that this is going to be another failed attempt. Mm -hmm. how, do, how do people, or how do you <clears throat> help your clients navigate through that? I think... One, you have to be ready. I mean, you just do. I can't make you ready. You have to decide that you're ready to, to at least try. Yeah. Because there's nothing I can teach and tell someone. I, I have multiple clients. I mean, and I've, I've helped over 100 women mm -hmm. overcome these things, but they have to decide that they're ready. Like, they have to decide that they can do this imperfectly or be willing to try to do it imperfectly because the world and the you know diet culture, again, all, that all-or-nothing mindset. Like, I, I'm not going to start now because, you know, next week I'm going on vacation and then school's starting. So <laughs> I'll start after school starts exactly back because I'll have like. more time. Yep. And so we tell ourselves these stories that, like, we're going to – It's there's going to be a perfect time somewhere out in the future that we just have to wait for instead of muddling through now. Just start. Lay the foundation, build these habits and these routines within your real life. Mm -hmm. Because there was definitely not, I was working 60 hours a week and taking care of a three-year-old whenever I started my journey. And it was, it was insane. And I still ended up carving out a rest day somehow in the middle of that. Yeah, my Saturday was like insane. I, just, I didn't sit down right. for like 18 hours, but still like I was able to do that. And I know how hard it is but I know that if you want it, you can do it. And yeah. so just continuing to take steps forward, even if it's not perfect, and not expect yourself to be perfect, but just expect better than before, because even if you take two steps forward and one step back every day, still, you're still 100 still steps ahead. forward in 100 days. Yeah. And so you can make a tremendous amount of health progress and physical progress and mental progress without ever try being perfect yeah even on you know I, I tell my patients we have to look at trends we can't look at days and I actually had a, uh, a patient that told me that because I was explaining the care process to him and I was like you know at the beginning of care we're over here at the end of care we're up there ups and downs but we're always trending up mm -hmm. and he was like oh so we're looking at trends we're not looking at days 
I said, exactly. Mm -hmm. I said, if the whole goal is to be able to look at where we are, you know, in six to eight months, whatever, however long their treatment plan is, right? Um, the whole goal is to be able to look at the end of the care program, look back and be like, wow, that was a journey. Wow, there was a lot of highs, there were some lows, but he was right. Mm -hmm. We always trended up. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with you and how you help your clients is you're able to let them know there's going to be days, you're going to have days where you, you're going to eat something bad. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. You're gonna, it's, it's going to be imperfect. Mm -hmm. Heck, even care with me, right? I mean, care with you, care with everyone. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a certain element of, you know, you learn as you go. I learn more about my patients the longer I'm with them. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you learn more about your clients the longer you're with them to be able to make better choices for them in the long run, mm -hmm. to be able to make the trend better, faster. Mm -hmm. Is the beginning typically pretty tough for people? It is. It's a, it's a hard... Well, I say that sometimes it's easier because they're really motivated. They're excited. Mm. They're trying a new thing. And so the first couple of weeks is usually really good. Okay. Because the habits are very simple, and they're like, it couldn't, trust, it couldn't possibly be this simple. But the longer we do it, and that's why I always have people initially sign up with me for six months, like a six right. month commitment, and then it's month to month after that. But yep. like, it takes time to set like all of these things up to to reset our expectations of ourselves and the people around us, and like create new habits and set new routines. But once that shiny wears off. Mm -hmm. and some kind of life happens or a trip happens Vacation, or a weird weekend, yeah. helping them get back on track and helping them like be, okay, now we're not motivated, but we're gonna be disciplined. And like, what does that look like? Yeah. And how to overcome the feeling of like, I don't really feel like doing this anymore. Yep. That is when, that's, that's usually about three months in. Okay. I mean, honestly, yeah. like just from my experience, like you get to a point where you're like, oh, this, I'm, I'm sick of doing this. <laughs> and then when you would normally fall off and yeah. now like what, okay, now this is real. This is where we're actually getting into yeah. the nitty gritty and like dealing with the things that like have caused us to fall off the wagon every time before. And help push people to that next. Right. And I always tell people too, like there's nothing special about me or what I mm -hmm. did, like that made me successful. I just decided I was never going to stop. Yeah. And so I just kept going and like just whatever I thought it was going to look like threw that out the window and I just kept moving forward and like let God lead me. And, and mm -hmm. that's where like bringing God into it is so, so important. Um, but, but yeah, I mean like it is, it's a really tough journey. It, it's very tough to, to undo all of that. I just thought of, I just thought of this, you know, there's 365 days in a year. Mm -hmm. If you committed, <laughs> but let's not even say commit. Let's just say you messed up. 65 of those 300 days mm -hmm. that's still 300 days i don't even know what multiplier that is 60 times whatever to make that um will be five but you know there's essentially a 5x multiplier on being able to have those sustainable habits for, for 300 days versus slipping up for 65. right and so you're right it is these small habits that over time lead to the bigger one. There's a mm -hmm. book called Atomic Habits. Have I talked to you about that? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I've read that. Oh, you have? Yeah, Okay. Mm, it's really good. That book is it's extremely profound where it talks, you know, you have, if your whole goal is to, I want to work out, you know, one hour a day, six days a week, he says, start with just keeping your shoes out mm -hmm. by the front door. Mm -hmm. Don't even go to the gym. Put them in your way. Yeah, just yeah. put them in your way. Mm -hmm. And then put your shoes on. Mm -hmm. 
And then, and I'm serious for every, for anyone who's listening, like you have to check out that book, Atomic Habits. I that's still a, do a, that. Yeah, that's a really good book. I actually did it yesterday. I put it in my stories because I was I struggle with movement myself, like making time for it because I'm so busy. Right. And so, like, even though now I work from home, like to make time to even walk out to yep. my gym is is hard sometimes. And so. I knew, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna work out after my client call, but I had like an in-person client, a client call right after, and I went inside because it was hot. So I went inside to cool off while I was talking on the phone, and then I was like, I need to work out after I talk on the phone. So what I did was I left my whole gym open, left the music on, left the fan running, like yeah. everything. So yeah. I had to at least go back out there <laughs> to turn everything <laughs> off. And so once I knew I got out there, then I would start my workout. Yep. And so. But sometimes, like, if I had closed everything up and, and been like, I'll go out there later, I probably would have been like, oh, that's really cool in the house. It feels really nice. Yeah. I'm going to probably fold laundry Just instead. Stay, stay right <laughs> yeah. Here. And so I think I love the, like, the Atomic Habits book and, and trying to, to really change habits and thinking mm -hmm. about it in that way and stop trying to, like, power through and, like, force things to happen. But, like create structures for yourself so that you can be successful yeah because like you said the trend i mean a weight you know most people want to start because if they want to lose weight because they yeah. think that that's tied to health which i mean it's not not tied but it's it's not the number one yeah focusing indeed. on health first and then the weight can be like a secondary side effect almost yeah. but it's i mean it's an up and down like if you look at a a trend you know, your weight might trend down, but it's gonna spike up and down the oh, yeah. whole time. And every time it spikes up, people freak out and they're so upset because like, what did I do? I've been doing everything right. Why did I, why is my weight up? And yep. you're like, okay, as long as you're trending down over time, but it takes time to like look, like you were saying, like a year, yeah. at, you know, at a time and not, and not focus on like, a month or like a 21 day fix mm -hmm. or you know this quick th 30 day thing if we could set our sights on the future and just know that we're making progress and celebrate the little victories all along the way and you can you can for sure become addicted to the scale oh 100 percent. i me being a college wrestler like you know <clears throat> i had to learn to break that habit right because mm -hmm. it's like the scale my life was dictated by that scale. Could I wrestle or could I not wrestle? Yeah. And I mean, I would weigh myself, no lie. I would I would weigh myself easily 20 times a day. Oh, I know, gosh. yeah, I know exactly how much a gallon of water, I would step on, see exactly how much it would weigh, how much it would make my body um, weigh after drinking it. I know, mm -hmm. you know, one bottle of water is, uh, that'd be one pound or two pounds, eight mm -hmm. ounces is one pound uh, in terms of body weight when we drink it. Mm -hmm. I know all of that because that's how addicted I was to the scale. Wow. So people can be addicted to the scale. I was for a long time, and even after wrestling, I had to learn how to break that. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you realize that in your people as well, that there's these, these addictive patterns that can still pop up by living the healthy lifestyle mm -hmm. that we also have to make sure you know we're not being dominated by. You know, The Bible tells us that all things are beneficial for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Mm -hmm. And it's, that includes even the healthy stuff, yeah. like stepping on a scale and seeing how much we weigh. Mm -hmm. uh, if there was one thing that you could tell people uh, that would massively benefit their life today that they could do and implement, what would that be? Oh, hmm. my brain is immediately going to like what I guess has kind of become my catchphrase, which is love yourself right where you are, but love yourself enough not to stay there. Yeah, yeah that's it, everyone. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, really, like it. It's so important that like we do love ourselves all the way through this journey. Yeah. That we don't have to earn our own self love. 
by looking a certain way or, yeah. or hitting a certain number or putting on a certain pair of pants. I mean, all those things are exciting and fun and, and a part of this, but like we deserve to be loved and respected and taken care of right now, mm -hmm. no matter where we are in our journey. We deserve to have clothes that fit us and we deserve to have, you know, whatever, no matter what size that clothes, mm -hmm. clothing says. Um, and really learning what that means to love ourselves and take care of ourselves and start to see ourselves the way that God sees us and mm -hmm. not the way the world sees us. Right. And so love yourself right where you are, but that mean like that can still mean you want to change. That can still mean you want to better yourself. And so you can continue to love yourself all along the way and you won't be perfect at it. Right. I mean, like we all struggle with self-doubt and mm -hmm. the way we perceive ourselves, but that positive words are powerful. Right. So if we're constantly speaking death and negativity to ourselves and our bodies, even if it's internal. Yeah, it will manifest itself. Yeah, we believe yeah. that. And so breaking free from those beliefs and learning to believe a new thing. Wow. With that being said, you know, I'm sure, especially after that, people are like, okay, how do I learn more information um, about Lauren and exactly what your business is? Mm -hmm. So for people that are listening that want to be able to get in contact with you, maybe ask some more questions, maybe get started with you, um, or just learn more about what the process looks like for you getting them on this path of a happier, healthier lifestyle, mm -hmm. uh, how can people reach out to you? Um, you can find me on Instagram, the.fit.princess um, on Instagram. Um, and I also have a website, lbrfitness.com. Um, and there's lots of stuff about me and my Health Simplified program mm -hmm. all on that website. There's a way to contact me on there. Um, my email is lauren at lbrfitness.com. Um, so there's lots of different ways that you can reach out. And I also created... Um, a quick, easy meal plan guide um, that I provided to you. Yep. So I think that that's going to be linked in the, in the description. The comments, yeah. Yep. It'll be linked in the comments in the description. Um, I took a look at it, everyone. I took a look at it, and it is incredible. Um, okay. I would definitely recommend taking a look at that. If anything, that provides them with a lot of different value mm -hmm. for them to be able to go and, you know, grocery shop and do all these different things to start implementing those healthy habits that you talked about today. Yeah, um, I think it's really hard. To, we, we have this perception that being healthy and eating healthy is so expensive. Yeah. And it can be like it makes our grocery bill go up. But if we're eating from home all the time, it's saving us a ton of money. And so how can we assemble and a healthy meal on a budget. And that's kind of what this is gonna help with. Exactly, so that'll be in the description. Um, maybe we can put a QR code uh, up there as well. I know you sent that to me. Um, I am absolutely blessed by this conversation. I'm blessed that you're able to come out today. And it's an absolute blessing to know that there are people like you in Arkansas that are helping, ha that are helping make it happier and healthier. Well, right um, back at you. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It. You're a blessing to me, you're a blessing to the world, and you're a blessing to Arkansas. Thank, thank you so much for coming on Happier Healthier thank Arkansas. Thank you so much, Dr. Kim.